everyone, welcome back to Midwest Girls. I am so excited for this episode because you get to meet the third piece of the Project 618. Her genuine heart is such an inspiration and the way she follows Jesus is even more than inspiring. I am so excited to introduce to you today, Beth Murphy. Okay, so we're all in kind of this little funky mood, so bear with us. But we're excited because we have the third piece of Project 68 here with us today, Beth Murphy. So welcome Hello, to the everyone. podcast. Yay. Thanks, Kylie Mae, for having me. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. I am definitely excited to be here with you as well. Gonna be honest, a little bit nervous. I really don't like the sound of my own voice, so hearing this back, it's gonna be weird. But <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you guys. You have a good voice, Beth. Yeah, I think voice. it's nor- normal. I, I realized how nasally I really am yeah, on the that's podcast. How I feel. I feel like I have a bunch of cotton in my mouth at the time. Okay. <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, so yeah, uh, Beth is here. She's going to tell us her testimony. Um, she's just going to give the rundown of her backstory. It's a good one. All right. <laughs> so here we go. I'll just kind of start from the beginning. Um, so I grew up in a family of seven. I have three brothers and one sister. And I guess you could say I am the middle child. Um, my parents <laughs> grew up and toured other lives being Catholic. I remember when I was about in the second grade, we were invited to a program at my uncle's church uh, known as Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. Um, you guys may have heard of that program, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for those who don't know what Heaven Gates and Hell's Flames were, um, it's pretty much a play and they do different skits about if you would die, where would you end up? Would you be in heaven or in hell? Mm-hmm. Um, they had different... Uh, scenarios of people talking about salvation, salvation and accepting Jesus as their Savior, repenting of their sins, and a tragic accident would happen, like a car accident or something, and when they died, they went to heaven. Uh, they also had different scenarios of people that were going off of their good works and from being a good person and thinking they would get to heaven that way. Kind of same thing, a horrible scenario would happen, they would die and they would end up in hell. To be honest, it was pretty scary watching as a child. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the program, they did an invitation for people to come forward if they didn't know Christ as their Savior and explain to them what salvation is. Um, my parents ended up going forward, and at that age, I really didn't know what was going on. I just saw them getting up out of their seats, and I followed them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize it was your parents. Yes, it was, no. yeah, so it was yeah. my parents that kind of started everything. Um, so anyways, I went with them because, like I said, I didn't want to leave their side. And they went into a room with a group of people, and they started um, talking about Jesus' love for them and how Jesus also. Jesus offers the gift of salvation um, to everyone, and if we repent of our sins and accept him as Lord, that we can spend eternity with him. Um, They prayed over them, they prayed with them, and at that time, I was just scared of that devil that was on the stage. It was scary. I think that's normal. We talked about that in your stage. It's true. It it was scary. And so I'm like, okay, I'll say this prayer and I'll be good and I'll go to heaven. (laughs) 
Can I side note here for a moment? No, yes. go ahead, please. I really do, and I mentioned it in my testimony. This is Meg, if you can't tell by our voices. <laughs> um, I do believe that for parents, that is okay. And I think it was um, John Piper who even said that children should understand <clears throat> that hell is a place they do not want to go mm-hmm. and that, that they want to be with Jesus forever. So I think a lot of Christians, like, in, who grew up in the church mm-hmm. uh, have almost like this stigma with it and they do have to come to terms with it it's it's like the seed being planted yes. and God cultivates yes. it from yeah. there and that's even like at that program I don't know if that's actually when my parents got saved but after that program it definitely had a turning point in our entire family uh, we started then attending a small Baptist church um, it was out in the country in the middle of nowhere pretty much small church with around like 75 people or so Uh, but anyways we started attending this small baptist church and me and my siblings we were attending sunday school um learning about different bible stories and learning who jesus was and summer came around and it was vacation bible school time Mm -hmm. and at the end of every night the teachers would ask if we would die tonight would we know if we went to heaven or hell And at that time, I thought, well, I would go to heaven because I said that prayer. Well, they really started talking about accepting Christ as your Savior and knowing Him as Lord. And it just kind of hit me. I'm like, I don't know who Jesus is or what He has fully done for me. Mm -hmm. So I raised my hand. And uh, my teacher took me into a room and started talking about Jesus' love and how He died and rose again and how He offers us the gift of salvation. And I accepted Christ into my life that night. Um, so several years later, I did end up getting baptized and I did join the church. So that is, I guess you could say it's your testimony part of how you came to Christ. But as far as testimonies goes, I feel like it's beyond that. It's mm-hmm. also what God has done in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this is Kylie, like Meg. So I feel like that's good. Um, that's good to know because I don't think they under they know our voices yet. But when you said that, so something that I thought included how to be a test in a testimony is some tragic story. And so it's kind of funny because I've been doing like reflecting on my own life and my own testimony lately. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it was when I worked at the church still, and I remember walking the halls, and I just remember thinking, what could I even say if somebody asked me what my testimony was? I grew up at a church, and it was just kind of like, I remember praying, God, give me a testimony. And um, and that's something like, don't pray for that unless you're ready, because it's almost like praying for patience. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that we do... that Christians do think, you're right, that it has to be some major trial. Mm-hmm. But this is, your testimony is like your common, your God's, what am I trying to say? Your God thread in your mm-hmm. life. It's yes. always going. It's not over yet. So yeah. this is just. It's a continuation. Best, exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is best story up mm-hmm. to this point. And mm-hmm. in 20 years, it's going to be different. Yeah. This is. Your testimony is giving God the glory for what he's doing in your yeah. life. Yeah. It's a lifelong thing. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. No. Well, we probably will cut you off no. a little more. Look, I, like, I like the discussion. Yes. Um, so anyways, um, kind of fast forwarding. We did attend a Catholic high school. Um, we went to Delphi St. John's. It was either... 
went to school and it was either Delphus Jefferson or Delphus St. John's. My parents wanted to stick with the private school. Silly um, question. Did you wear a uniform? We did. <gasps> yes. Did you have knee highs? Okay, so yes, the knee highs. Yes. Stocky, okay, so. Shirts, <laughs> I think that would have been easier. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do too, thinking about it now. So St. John's was in the same conference as Parkway, which is where I went to um, high school. And so I remember <laughs> I remember looking at the pictures in the hallways, like when we were over there for games and stuff, and like everybody would have their uniform on, and I remember thinking, I kind of like that. Oh, I kind of yeah. like the simplicity of you it. You would think so, but after a while, you want to change. Yeah, oh, I We had it. things called jean days that we could have like on Fridays. <laughs> Did you pay a dollar like the teachers? Sometimes, yeah, we had to pay a dollar or like bring a can good in, or if it was like a spirit mm -hmm. week kind of thing, we could wear jeans and yeah, I was all about that wearing jeans to school. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> jeans and boots were my attire for jeans school. I was yeah. a big cowgirl. I wish oh, it was ours is uniforms. I don't know. I just wore clothes. I just wore clothes. It was like the thing to wear cowboy boots at our school. Town, smaller hick town than they were. Not at Wadsworth, Grizzlies represent. <laughs> too much of it as far as like being really hard. I actually took it as an opportunity to witness to others and explain to them why or what I believe mm -hmm. and why I believe it. So at this point you were going to a Protestant church. Yeah, it was okay. a small Baptist church yes. in a Catholic school. Yeah. So. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that but, uh, yeah, so pretty crazy. much, like I said, through high school, it was simple. It was just kind of more like going to religion classes, mm -hmm. eat, hearing what they believe, and then I would, like I said, kind of be a witness to others. And mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to go all into that. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the biggest thing with high school was then deciding as far as what I wanted to do to, for college. Um, and I kept deciding, do I want to go away for college or just commute? And I honestly didn't even know what I wanted to do for a career. Mm -hmm. uh, but I decided to commute and attend UNOH in Lima, and I went for a medical assisting. Um, at the time in my life, I didn't really think much about it. I just thought, you know, okay, I'm graduating high school, I'm going to college, I'm just going to live life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now looking back to at it, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> with UNOH, the school itself was fine, but it was all the different influences around me. You know, I went from a private mm -hmm. school to a community school where there's how many different ages of people around. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just a different influence around me and I started falling away from God. Mm -hmm. I had the mindset of I wanted to have fun and experience the college life. Yeah. And I started to be very disrespectful to my parents. Um, I didn't want to do anything they said as far as like church-wise and anything. I only went to make them happy. I wanted to go out with my mm -hmm. friends and do the college life, as I guess you could kind of say. Um, it got to the point, I'm not going to go into full detail, but I am seriously surprised my parents didn't kick me out. Yeah. I was causing fights within their marriage because I was just rebelling against them. It got to the mm -hmm. point that they did not know what to do. Um, I knew at that point, like, yeah, I'm a Christian, and 
God saved me and he forgives me. So mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, if I did something wrong, I can ask for forgiveness. He'll forgive me and mm -hmm. I was fine. Um, but the real problem was I stopped listening to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And his voice just kept, kept getting quieter and quieter to the point that I could no longer hear him. Yeah. And this went on for close to a year. I wasn't living for God and I was just doing what I wanted to do with my life and being a part of the world. Um, my life was a mess and I started to blame God for it mm -hmm. and asking, why me? Mm -hmm. If I'm your child, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I still attended church with my parents, but I was mostly going to look good and to make them happy. Mm -hmm. And then one Sunday, I remember like it was yesterday, uh, while we were in church, I remember we sang the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, no, no joke, it was like a bolt of lightning came down and hit me and God smacking me across my face <laughs> and going, wake up! Yeah. yeah. Uh, Isn't it funny that we always, like, it's like right before we start to turn back, like repent and return, um, we always accuse God of, why are you doing this yes. to me? Yes. Like, and he's thinking, and, you're, and he's like, no, why are you, you doing this to me? me? Yes, exactly. And that's <laughs> what it was, just kind of like smacking me almost. Yeah. I would say like a parent would smack their kid, you know, or just yeah. like, what are you doing? Right. Why are yeah. you doing and that was kind of it. It's like Wake shaking up, you awake. Yeah. yeah, shaking you awake. And if I could, if I could interject, mm -hmm. where you said I feel like your mindset was God will forgive me. Mm -hmm. um, that I believe that age yes. is that that age group is so guilty of that because mm -hmm. you're getting that. Um, that first touch of freedom, that first yeah. feeling, yes. that you're yeah. like, oh, God, I don't want to, I don't want to listen. This is justification. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I do want to just read the verse in the chorus of the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, because to me it's very powerful. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I got chills just when you said that. <laughs> Actually, I knew she got chills because she did her arm grab thing. <laughs> she got to do the video. Okay, sorry about that. Go ahead. You're fine. Okay, so the verse in the chorus um, in the song, it says, Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior, and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Mm. Yes. Let's go, so Let's go good. Yeah. Chills again. I know, chill. Um, so at that point, I knew my eyes had not been on Jesus, and my mm. life had to change. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I redebted my life to Christ, mm -hmm. and I started to get involved in church and Sunday school and helping out with the little ones because I wanted to, and mm -hmm. I felt that was something that God was calling me to do. Yeah. Um, so, moving forward, <laughs> <laughs> um, since then, God has definitely blessed me in many ways. Um, for example, at that time, I was praying for a husband. And I kept praying to meet someone either in church or at college. And like I mentioned, um, the church I attended, it had probably around like 50, 75 people. And all the guys that were there at the church, I grew up with. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so they were like brothers to me, and I never looked at them as a husband figure. Yeah. They were friend zoned in. Friend yes. zoned in. <laughs> zoned in. Zoned in. Yeah. And, wow. Hey, don't go teach your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're going to be edgy <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, but no, 
way too relaxed usually, probably. <laughs> Unless you get a fire. <laughs> um, so with school as well, the changes of meeting someone there, because it wasn't a Christian school, it was a community school, chances of me, me meeting a Christian guy there was slim as well. But lo and behold, one day, a cute blonde hair, blue-eyed country boy <laughs> came strolling in. <laughs> I love and, it. Okay, and to the backstory of this, um, growing up, I always said, I grew up in the country, uh -huh. I grew up on a farm, and I always said, I'm going to meet and marry a blue-eyed, blonde-haired country boy. So, there he is. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway, he came strolling in one service. And during service, we would go around and greet one another, say good morning, and we would actually walk around the church. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> but anyways, we would go around, shake hands, and I was being polite, and I went up and shook his hand, and I just said, hi. <laughs> Didn't really think of it much then, um, but then after the service, my dad comes up to me. He goes, hey, did you see that new guy over there? And try not to be like, oh, yeah, I did. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to play it cool. And he goes, do you think he's cute? And I'm thinking in my head, why, why is my dad He really wants you gone. Is, he's, like, ready to pawn you off. Why are you doing this? So I was like, I shrugged my shoulders, and I said, yeah. And he goes, good, because I invited him over for lunch. And I'm like, ugh. What? And my dad spoke to him pretty much the entire time. And turns out that, well, first off, his name is Jimmy. And Jimmy. he hey, Jimmy. is a country boy. And he's actually from upstate New York. And he went to UNOH. So I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yes. Um, so we started dating. And a few months later, um, well, a few months later, we started dating. And I'm Guess you guys can probably guess it. He is now my husband. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Uh, we got we got married in August of 2017. Um, so I say it's not a it's not a coincidence. Huh, 2017? Oh, 13. I was gonna say wait, wait. I've been married for almost seven years. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Then. I'm pretty sure like you're seven, no, no, two no. years before that we got married. I stumble <laughs> over my words. This is why I was nervous about this. I thought I just learned like something really new about you. I'm like. Wait, Wait a minute, I didn't realize we were married no. longer. <laughs> I meant to say we've been married August 2017. 2013 <laughs> and almost married for seven years. Yeah. That's where the seven is coming from. Yeah, got it, got it. But got it. it definitely was not a coincidence the way we met. God definitely mm -hmm. had his hand in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has blessed us in many ways. We bought a house with a beautiful, beautiful property. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't it even listed online. It was actually for sale by owner, and everything just fell right into our lap. Mm -hmm. um, I was stressing out about a job because I was working in Lima at that time, and the house was in Van Wert. Um, I know it's not that big of commute from Van Wert to Lima, mm -hmm. but as far as like the mileage and the, the mm -hmm. gas mileage or gas prices and mileage on yeah. my car and what I was making, it would kind of be like, is a it wash. even worth it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, I was struggling as far as what I should do for a job and God provided for that as well. Um, I actually received a phone call for a job offer that I didn't even apply for. Nice. And awesome. it is only... 
Seven. <laughs> seven <laughs> minutes away from seven, is it? seven must be my number. Yes. Uh, but anyways, I took the job and I have been there ever since. Uh, so we also then started, started to attend a different church as well because it was closer to her house. And I have met some many amazing friends, a.k.a. Kylie and Nick. And there's <laughs> wait, been wait, many wait, other wait. ones. So that's how I met you guys, yes. is through church. Um, I met Meg on worship team. And kind of funny story is I don't like, as I said, putting myself out there. And uh, we were talking to Meg and Jesse the one time we were introduced to them. And she was asking, like, do you like music or whatever? And Jimmy pipes up. He goes, yeah, she plays guitar and sings. And I was just like, no. I have a question for you. Did my face go, cha-ching? Her face was like, okay, this is for me. I was like, Jimmy, I have not played guitar in so long. I don't know what I'm doing. And I started being on the worship team and... We then, uh, Megan and Jesse, uh, which I'm sure you guys know, Jesse is Megan's husband. Yes, he is. And if you listen to her, her podcast, um, they started a young adult uh, Bible study group, mm-hmm. and that's how I met Kylie. Mm-hmm. And actually, before that, I met Kylie at um, Gen X Studio during a kickboxing class through a mutual friend, and we said hi to each other. But I, I don't, don't remember. remember. I don't. So remember did she remember either. us saying hi to each other? I don't know, but she remembers, like, cause she told me. So, that yeah. Well, yeah, you met Kylie at Gen X before. I'm like, like no, I don't think so. <laughs> so Beth and I have had really weird crossovers in our life. So yes. I was thinking, like, when you and Jimmy got married in August of 2013, mm-hmm. I just started at UNOH. So we missed paths in college. Yes. Like, we went to the same college but missed paths. And then uh, we worked out for who knows how long at the same gym doing a mm-hmm. kickboxing class. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of your friends um, that you were in her wedding was my best friend and one of my best friends in yeah. junior high. And then was into, like, being one of your best friends in adult life. And so yeah. I'm like, what in the world? Like, <laughs> I think God was, like, trying to get us to run into each other for, like, ten years. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyways, me and Jimmy, we have been married close to now for seven years. Um, and we, I'm one of those people, I like to have a plan for life. I'm very structural, like things in order and everything. And when we got married, we, of course, talked about having a family. And I, we kept saying, you know, we want to at least have three kids and we want to be done having kids by the time we were 30. God had a different plan for us. Um, and I hear all the time from people, why sorry, why no, don't okay. you have kids? And this is the one kid the one question I dread hearing coming out of someone's mouth. And a lot of time when I meet people they ask like, you know, are you married? How long you been married for? And when you hear, Oh, I've been married seven close to seven years, first thing they ask, Oh, do you have any kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. And some people ask, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know why. Um, we've been struggling with infertility for five, year now, five years now. And I've cried out many times, God, why me? Why now? And it's not fair. And with going through this for five years now, I definitely learned a lot. I was in a depressed state for a while. 
and Jimmy was definitely my rock and just was by my side, prayed with me, and I couldn't have got through everything without him. But uh, it's it taught me a lot, and with everything that happened um, and is happening, we keep saying, you know, God has a plan for us. We don't know what it is, but we are looking forward to figuring out what that is one day. Um, and I don't know if you guys read the bios on the website yet, um, but in my bio, I talk about my life first, as I like to call it, and that is Isaiah 41.10, and it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. This verse I do hold very close to my heart, um, and when we first found that we were going to struggle having kids, I leaned on this verse so much. And it's a constant reminder of God saying, you know what? It will be okay because he is with us and he has a plan for us. He gives me strength to continue on day by day and I'm putting my trust in him to lead me on the path that he has set for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but whatever it is, I'm going to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. um, he has continued to bless us through... Our siblings, we have four adorable nephews and a beautiful niece, and we just can't get enough of them. And we treat them with the love that we would have for our own, for our own kids. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I guess to wrap things up, um, sorry. <laughs> I know, it's okay. Um, to wrap things up as far as where I am at now, um, I decided to become a part of Project 6-8, as you guys can tell right now. Um, one, day, one night, actually, Kylie texted me, and it was around 10.30 at night, and I was lying in bed. I was very impatient. She was very impatient. I was just like, okay, I feel like... Um, I want. Mm -hmm. I know I'm supposed to ask her, and I can't wait to be in person. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm texting. But I guess even back up before that, in our young adult group, we've been talking about we need to be doing something. We don't just need to be sitting Christians. We need to be seeking God and bringing the love of Jesus to others. And we kept saying this has to happen. And in my mind, I'm like, yes, this is what needs to happen. But. I'm not going to be the one who starts it. Like, hey, Beth, Beth, say, your famous, say, line. say your famous line. What's your famous line? We just line? laugh at at this point. Uh, yeah. Of what? Oh, you tell me what to do and I'll do it? No. No, no, no you, she, well, you say what that. Beth does. I'm going to do my impression. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't consider myself a leader, but I'll be with you and support you and 100% behind you. No, it's not. And whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Okay, and here's, here's, here's the thing, if I may add to that. Now, this is just, this is not quoting Beth. She is all those things. Like, she's an amazing friend, an amazing support, and behind you, but she is also a leader. Oh, Don't yeah. let her fool you. I know. Don't let her ever say that she's not a leader. Actually, when I told my dad that, so my dad is also, my parents are also friends with you guys, and so that's pretty fun, too. And, um, but I remember my dad just saying, well, just tell her to be a leader if she wants to. Be, if you're supposed to tell her what to do, tell her to be a leader because she already is one. Yeah, we'll see how what works. But but anyway, so Kylie texted me the one night, and 
when she texted me, she pretty much said like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'd love for you to be a part of it. What do you think? And right away, fear came into me and I started thinking, I can't do this. I'm not capable of this. I don't know what I'd be doing. And long and behold, God was saying, like, hello, Isaiah forty-one ten. Do not fear. I am with you. I am your God. Right. And I immediately then felt excitement and responded with, "Yes, I am in." Mm-hmm. And with all this, the truth of it is that is that um, there's going to be a time in life where we need to step outside our comfort zone That's right. and start listening and putting our trust in God's plan and not our own. That's right. Mm-hmm. So here I am. Amen. Talking to you guys. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so good. So good. Um, um, so Project 6-8, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm collecting my thoughts. Oh, that's okay. Um, Beth just said it really, really well. And Christians, it's time to rise up, honestly. And this is just a group of three women here that are done with just, okay, here I go, being, <laughs> being pew sitters, we're going to be really bold for Jesus, unashamedly bold, and we're hoping that it's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It's time to cast off what hinders us and step out and say, here I am, send me, which is the verse behind Project 6-8. So that's all I have to say there. This is this is just an example of three women saying, "Yep, okay, Jesus, take the take the the wheel." To mm-hmm. quote Carrie Underwood, yeah. um, Jesus. Well, you're the singer. Yeah. Why am, why am I always the one found singing on random things that I'm the non-musically inclined? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's really what I say there. It is kind of crazy how it's just all come together very quickly right. and. God has just confirmed thing after thing for us just to step out and do. Yeah. Um, And to, like, kind of wrap this up, and, like, we can keep talking, too. Um, But if anybody, like, I know it's scary to step out, but we have the perfect example in Jesus of how to live, and we also have the rule book at our fingertips. Like, the Bible is basically God's breath. He, yeah. it, the, the Bible is God breathing, and he's breathing out who he is to you and to me. And so we have this example at our fingertips. So why are we just going to sit back and just t- let the world around us tell us what to do? No. Like the Bible instructs us and tells us exactly what we should do to serve the master designer, as I like to use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, we're just kind of done. And if you think you're not good enough, the, uh, in second, or, yeah, second Corinthians, it's one, three, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, that is who we serve. That's right. And so don't be afraid and don't think you're not good enough because honestly, we are full of, bro- we're three women who are full of brokenness. And there's so many people who go out and just preach and they only are able to because they were once broken. Actually, the person who wrote Second Corinthians at one point in his life was persecuting and murdering Christians. But God used him in a big way. And so he can use you in a big way if you choose to follow him and you choose to seek the calling that he has on your life. That's right. So, Beth, 
Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have too much more to say. I just want to thank you for allowing me to get on and share my testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope it does touch someone's life. And if you do have any questions, really for me or for any of us, Mm -hmm. um, you can feel free to go on our site and leave us your name and contact Mm -hmm. information, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you, um, answer any questions that you may have. about what we're doing, or even about Jesus, really. Yeah. And we love love to hear from you that way. Yeah. And the website is uh, project68ministry.com. And also, in the bottom right-hand corner, as you scroll down on the side, there's actually a box, which I just realized I haven't told you girls yet. Oh. I actually put a box on there, um, and it says, how can we pray for you? So if you have a prayer request, and it does say your name and email address, um, but you don't have to necessarily put your name, but um, I think you do have to put your email address. And I would love, we would love to have your email address just to be able to follow up with you and just give you words of encouragement. Um, but yeah, but if you have general questions, we also have a comments uh, section too at the very bottom. Yeah, and to follow that, if it is of something of a sensitive nature, you can rest assured that it would never leave this. Yeah, and our just prayers yeah, just circle. put that in the box. Say like, hey, this is on the down low mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so rolling <laughs> Beth has the honor of doing the Midwest meme this week take it away Beth alright so I decided to pick this one I totally <laughs> forgot to intro and then I'm over here waving my finger around like come Where's on let's get it going okay anyways Sorry. Beth has the honor I picked this one because this describes us to a T so yes. Midwestern say, Midwesterners saying goodbye. It starts out with a slap on the knee saying, well, this indicates that you are ready to leave. <laughs> and then it continues into saying goodbye 20 times and standing around talking about another half hour, slowly itching your way out the door. That's right. <laughs> we do this all the time at everybody's house. It's, it's so true. <laughs> it's like you just like are being so polite, getting out the door. I'm like, but I don't really want you to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so I'm just going to walk with you as long as possible. <laughs> okay. So that wraps up today's podcast. And th- thank you so much for listening to Midwest Girls. Midwest Girls.